Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Sunday night blessing time together. Hallelujah. So glad to see you and have you with us again. I look forward to Sunday night and we're just going to jump into some thoughts that I have share to share with you so you can uh, mull them over <laughs> or as we say meditate on what we hear praise god i'm george watkins if you if we haven't met before and if you're new to our channel stay around see what the lord has for you and a word in season a word on time hallelujah <clears throat> subscribe if you haven't to youtube and like us on facebook all right well the key tagline today is kicking the can down the road now as you know most of what i share on this channel are inspirational things god gives me for each day i generally don't go on a long uh, <clears throat> teaching system like i would if it was in the church pulpit or the teaching center or the school but these are meant to be something to speak into your life for the moment or for the day or for your season and as the lord orchestrates and brings men and women through this uh, this broadcast the timing is always perfect I just love the timing of the Lord. There's a uh, story of Elisha in the old uh, in, in the book of Genesis. It's just so cool. The, he's um, he's credited with healing and bringing back to life. The son of a uh, rich woman has she had houses and lands, and <clears throat> you remember she she couldn't have a son and then she had a son and then the son got the the boy got in the sun in a hot day and died of heat stroke well elisha comes by and lays on top of him and and he he comes back to life face to face body to body hands to hands and god brings life back to him well he prophesied over her and he said to her there's there's seven years of famine coming to this land. You better go somewhere else. So she takes her son, takes off to another country. I think it might have been the, well, anyway, it was another country. And she comes back. Now look at the timing of this. So perfect. The king is in his palace or throne, wherever he's sitting. And one of his advisors just happens to be uh, there. And the king says, you know, what about that story I heard about this son being raised from the dead? What's that all about? And so the advisor tells the story of the woman and the son and so forth. Now, the seven years has just ended. She's coming back now. She's back in town. She's lost her land and her house because she's been gone. And she comes back to cry out and plead to the king for her land. Now, here's the timing of the Lord. God brings this story back to his mind. The counselor gives a positive word about it. 
At that moment, he looks up and says, oh, and here's the woman I'm talking about. That's not coincidence, folks. That's the timing and the angelic ministry that the, that the angels bring things into our life. We had um, several years ago, maybe five years ago now, we have a bridge that connects our two cities and uh, it's a major freeway bridge. And we had a truck come through with an oversized load and hit the uh, girders and it f collapsed into the river, the big, uh, a major section of it. Well, first of all, someone was praying because the, the bridge dropped straight down with several cars on it. And those cars, the bridge hit the bottom of the river and the cars weren't submerged totally. So they got to sit on top of their cars until the, some boats came by and rescued them. But here's the timing of the Lord. A quarter of a mile away or less, my, my daughter is just getting off of work and getting on the freeway. She's going to be at that bridge in 40 seconds before it collapsed. I consider that the angel retarding and holding her back and she can't find her keys or she can't, you know, she forgot her coat in the store, has to go back and get it. Whatever it took to bring her to a late position, she was stopped now, of course, the freeway stopped and she had to go home another way. The timing of the Lord is so beautiful. I just love it. So God brought you by for a purpose. And I'm just going to talk about kicking the can down the road. And it has to do with the theology of putting off everything till tomorrow or till the coming of the Lord or till death. If you don't think that's a big deal in the church, you haven't been in too many churches. You may be in the perfect church where they're telling you, <laughs> they're, talk, they're talking to you about the, about the moment and about what you can do for God and that you are more than a conqueror and that we've come to dominate and rule and God gave us the ability to recapture this earth. Well, if you're in that kind of church, God bless you. But the majority of the Western theology or the Western churches and their theology has kicked the can down the road. And it started in a major way about 200 years ago out of the Brethren Church's church. They had a woman that prophesied and talked about this, um, this rapture and this secret rapture. And then it turned into all the sections of, of the different um, eschatology. That's a big word for the for this uh, for anybody's mouth, but what happened is that Schofield then picked it up and put it in a Bible, and the Bible began to be the most popular Bible in you know Western theology. So all of that teaching of this this rapture and this coming of the Lord now now don't run off the dock on me. Jesus is coming. And the plain facts is nobody knows. You know why? God never told Jesus. And Jesus doesn't know because he would tell everybody. And God doesn't want you to know because if you knew when he was, you know, when, he, when it was all over, 
<clears throat> you would uh, act differently. <laughs> you would do things different. Okay, now let's get back to the point here. So because of this mass download into most of the evangelical churches, including my own background in some sense, in some case, not totally, because I had a different view, you know, a different trail we went on. It does something to the spiritual inertia and to the DNA of a body of Christ when they put everything off. Now, for instance, in many, many theological teachings or um, evangelical teachings, healing is for another day because because it's for heaven. You'll be healed in heaven. And peace, you're not going to really have peace until you get to heaven and you'll never see Jesus. You'll never have an interaction with Jesus until you die. So death then becomes your key to all these things that were really purchased, paid for, set in stone, as it were, by Jesus when he died, rose from the dead, and ascended to the Father with perfect blood, and God accepted it as the covenant seal. And Jesus said, I'm going to come back And when I do, two things are going to take place. Now, I'm going to come back. Jesus came back in the Holy Spirit. (laughs) I know, don't, if you've already turned me off, you're not going to hear the rest of it, but he's, he's coming again. He's coming again, but he don't, nobody knows. Now I'll tell you what, there's been a lot of books written, a lot of money made, a lot of sermons taught and preached and a lot of fear because we, you know, I've got to get ready. And so we hold our breath and we sit on the, the rapture bus bench and wait for what? What are we waiting for when Jesus said, go into the world and wait? No, 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 he didn't. He said, go into the world and work. You can't work from the rapture bus bench. You've got to get off the bench and go plow the field, plant the seed, harvest the seed, bring it into the barn, give profit to the to the master. Matthew 25 talks about those three characters that got their talents, the money, and the two of them went out and did business. They got they kept busy. That third guy buried it in the ground, and that's what ex- exactly what happens if you're under a teaching of sorts that tell you that, well, you can be healed when you get to heaven, or you can really have uh, power when you get to heaven, or don't expect to have any really interaction with Jesus until we see Jesus in heaven. I'm hearing a song in my in my head. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. All life will soon be, you know, when we see Christ. And all the pain and the sadness is going to be gone when we really see Jesus. Now, what does that do with our relationship then with him now? If we, it's kind of like a long distance love affair. They never work out, believe me. <laughs> you cannot have a developing love relationship if, if in the dating process. I'm, you know, you can when you're married, I've been around the world. 
several times and that love bond to my wife was just as close as my <laughs> as my fingertips are never changes but if you're trying to build a relationship with someone such as Jesus and the Holy Spirit it's a face to face it's a it's a presence we don't wait till we die to, to have heavenly experiences. We don't wait till we die to hear the voice of the Lord and listen to the Father and go into the throne room. No, 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 no. Don't let anybody tell you that. I tell you, we've stepped into the world of God's world, which is the spiritual world. And because we are a spirit with a body and a soul, we are a spirit. I'm not a body that has a spirit. I'm not a body that has a soul and a spirit. I am a spirit that is covered with a body that communicates to this earth with a soul. I see, I touch, I hear, I think, I have understanding, so forth. <laughs> okay, now, if I haven't jumped too far <laughs> off this thing, Let's just come back to this point and this thought about kicking the can down the road. What are you called to do? And if you know that, he's given you every tool that you need to do it. For instance, that simple statement, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. If snakes bite you, they won't harm you. If someone tries to poison you, it's not going to work. That's happening all over the world, folks. Unless you've been living under a rock, that's happening all over the world. And if you don't get that type of information and testimonies and reports from the body of Christ, plug in, they're there. There's a ton of testimonies on YouTube about the appearance of Jesus Christ himself into the homes of, of Muslims and uh, and other other men and women that are trapped in a false dead end thing you know no life in whatever they're worshiping jesus comes to them often and brings them to their salvation leads them to someone who can or brings them insight and so forth angelic visitations and ministry is prolific on the internet. So what I'm doing is just stirring the pot a little bit so you'll understand that today is the day of salvation, not at the coming of the Lord or the rapture, whatever kind of framework you're thinking, not in some distant future, you know, in the sweet by and by in our home in the sky and all that phony baloney stuff. Yes, there is an eternity, and yes, Jesus is coming, and no, no one knows the hour and so forth. Why? Because we have a responsibility and a commission to win this world back to God. Now, what's he intend for us as sons and daughters of God to do? We are to act, respond, and be exactly what he intended Adam to be when Adam blew it. Jesus came back as the second Adam and performed every deed and filled, fulfilled every covenant. And when he said it is finished, he was still on the cross, 
wasn't totally finished. He hadn't taken the blood to the Father yet. So what was finished was everything that the human, the human son, the one on this side of the veil, the human son of God, was supposed to do in Adam, Jesus did. So when he died, rose again, he took his blood of the Father and sealed the con, con, the con, con <laughs> covenant. Two words at the same time. Okay. Now, why is that important? Because you and I have a job to do. That job is to fulfill the will of the Lord for us. I know what I'm doing. I know what I've done for six decades. And that is... I have a, a visible public expression of what, of what we call the ministry. Well, unfortunately, in my background, as in most churches, we developed a, a spectator sport. You come and watch the preacher preach. And you get blessed, and he occasionally tells you something you like. So, you know, you might do it or you might not do it. And it becomes an entertainment. And unfortunately, some of our mass, big, you know, splashy churches have raised up people that are, well, as they say, a mile wide and an inch deep. The depth of the relationship is not maturing. Is that criticism? Am I judging or am I calling out? and shouting out into the into the vastness of the church world hey go to work do the work god's called you to do heal the sick raise the dead prophesy <laughs> sing worship all those things that turn the tide of the enemy away and back hallelujah domination control um multiplying that's part of the covenant isn't it go out and increase he told adam to fill the earth and he told us to go and reproduce ourselves through converts when i come into a situation i can reproduce myself by what i am giving them which is life peter and john said well we don't have any silver and gold to give you but such as i have rise up and walk. What did he do? He gave that fellow life, life in the limbs. We also have the ability to cover sin and forgive sins. I know us Protestants really have a hard time accepting the fact that the Catholics go into a confessional booth and the father forgives them. Listen, that came from some good theology some good scripture somewhere but it's it always gets perverted when it gets into the human hand but we have the ability to cover and forgive sin all right if you're gonna if you're gonna run down a rabbit trail be careful about that one until god gives understanding i love luke 24 44 where jesus is coming back to the disciples after the resurrection and he begins to tell him, didn't I say this? And didn't I say, look what I told, remember that one? He, and, this, and there's a one little phrase, and he opened up their understanding. I have a prayer I repeat often, and I would pass it on to you. Lord, 
Give me understanding in all things. Wow. When that happens, boom. <laughs> Explosion. Just wow. And we say, you just blew my mind, Lord. He knows how to do it. Well, I love you all on this Sunday night. Thanks for hanging out. And take some of these words and pray over them, look into them. I have a uh, an anointing to stir and to provoke, to provoke you unto godliness, provoke you unto faith, provoke you unto <laughs> doing what God's called you to do. You've got the tools. You've got the call. You've got the anointing. You're the one that God has placed there to do his purposes. Amen. I love you all. Don't forget, subscribe if you haven't. Thank you for liking us and sharing this with someone. When you make a comment, it's a big deal. When you give us a like or a thumbs up, it's a big deal. It kind of gives us a little boost on this internet business. So thank you for that. Some of you have been nudged by the Lord to send us a financial support, and we have been blessed. Thank you for that. And if God does that for you, right in the show notes below, you can use PayPal or the snail mail. Well, we'll see you in the morning, and we'll start another work, work week. <laughs> Amen. My mouth is a little slow today. Next week is Christmas week, so don't get run over by all the busyness. Remember the Lord's in the center of this whole celebration. Amen. Well, God bless. Until then, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And may you do what you have been purposed on this earth to do.